1: presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By the University of Akron, visit areyououtthere.com. Hi everyone welcome to tribe talk jim rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Kauffman stadium in kansas city where the indians are playing their final regular season series might not be their final games of the regular season as there could be play on monday in detroit more on that later in our show but coming up on this week's show we'll take a look at the week gone by Including a replay of our post-game coverage from Monday night, the night the Indians clinched the American League Central Division in Detroit. We'll also hear from Rajay Davis as he closes in on his first career stolen base crown, and we'll visit with Carter Hawkins the weekly farm report as well. That's all coming your way as we'll take a look at the week gone by when we return with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians are taking on the Royals this weekend in their final series of the regular season and heading into play on Saturday, afternoon games both Saturday and Sunday. The Indians still had a chance at home field advantage in their first-round playoff series, the American League Division Series, which starts on Thursday. It's still a long shot, but they do still have that chance. So that's something to play for here in this final weekend. Taking a look at the week gone by, well, a lot on the line on Monday night in Detroit. The Indians with an opportunity to clinch the American League Central Division title, and they would get it going early. Second inning, Coco Crisp at the plate. Farmers' payoff pitch. Swung out and built it to deep right. Away, back and gone. Coco Crisp. A no doubt about it two-run blast to right. And the Indians have the early two-nothing lead. His 13th home run of the season. And quite a welcoming party in that first base dugout for Coco Crisp. He got a fastball middle in and did he turn on that. That's his second home run with the Indians. The Tigers had tied it heading to the fifth. That's when Jason Kipnis came through. Here's Farmer's pitch. There goes Santana, and the pitch is lined up the alley. Left center field, it's hit a ton, and it takes a hop off the wall. Headed for third, being waved around is Santana. He will score on the double by Jason Kipnis. The Tribe is back in front, 3-2. to two. Then in the seventh inning, with the game still tight, Roberto Perez came up big. Now the 0-1, swung on, hit high in the air to deep right field. Back goes Martinez on the track, at the wall, it is gone! Roberto Perez with an opposite field home run to right. And the Indians get a mammoth insurance run, and now lead it 5-3. to three. And just the third home run for Roberto Perez. So the game went to the ninth inning. The Indians with a three-run lead. Cody Allen on the mound facing Cameron Mabin with an opportunity to close things out. Cody Allen's ready. Into the line, the 1-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. Ball game. And once again, Cleveland, you will have an October to remember. The Indians, for the eighth time, American League Central Division champs their first division title in nine years and the mobbing goes on out at short so the Indians had their American League Central Division title and stay with us a little bit later on in our show we will hear the post-game locker room celebration and quite a night it was. We'll hear from a lot of different members of the Cleveland Indians, starting at the top with their owner, also manager, and uh, on down to the players as well. A lot to get to in just a little bit. But continuing the week on by, the Indians, after the win on Monday night, dropped the next two in Detroit. Then were rained out Thursday, and that brought them to Friday night. They are in Kansas City to take on the Royals, looking to get back on the winning track. They were trailing early, one nothing. When Carlos Santana stepped to the plate in the third inning. Two on, nobody out, one nothing, Kansas City. The pitch swung on, this is lined. Deep center on the run is Orlando, leaping at the wall, he can't make the catch. Ball hits off the wall, kicks back toward the infield. Naquin scores, Perez scores. Orlando had trouble picking up the ball, and on his way to third is Santana. Oh, and he crushed another one to center. Racing back was Paulo Orlando, and as he got near the wall on a dead sprint, he leaped there in center field, but he just couldn't get back and get high enough. And again, hit off the base of the wall, and then he had trouble trying to retrieve it and pick it up cleanly. And it is going to be a triple for Carlos Santana. Then it was Jose Ramirez also in the third. Ventura firing. And it swung on, light right, base hit to right near the line, and an RBI single for Jose Ramirez, who again delivers in the clutch. Lindor scores from third, and the Indians have a four-to-one lead here in the third inning. And Jose Ramirez with his 76th RBI, so a big inning for the Tribe. They led it four to one, all in support. Of young left-hander Ryan Merritt making his first start in the major leagues. And Merritt was solid. He's into the line. Here comes his 2-2. Called strike three. ported right down the middle. And Butera could not pull the trigger. A fourth, three-up, three-down inning for Ryan Merritt. If indeed his night is done, how about that night? We head to the sixth. to 4-1, drive in front. Well, five innings proved to be enough for Merritt. He would get the win. Helped in large part by some insurance later on in the ballgame. Seventh inning from Francisco Lindor. Let's see if Lindor is swinging away. Here it comes. He does and drives it to deep left. Down the line it goes. Off the foul pole. It's a three-run home run for Francisco Lindor. Oh, he got the green light and smoked a laser. Hooking down the left field line and off the pole. And the Indians have broken it open and lead 7-1. So Lindor coming out of it in a big way. His 15th home run giving him 75 RBIs. So a solid win for the Tribe on Friday night heading into the weekend here in Kansas City. Stay with us. When we come back, we will take you downstairs and relive a great moment in this 2016 season, the locker room celebration as the Indians clinch the American League Central Division title on Monday night. That's next as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Indians radio network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians are taking on the Royals to perhaps close out their regular season schedule. They may have to play Monday In Detroit, if the game means something for either the Tigers or the Indians in terms of the playoffs. Well, Monday night, the Indians wrapped up the American League Central Division crown with a 7-4 win in Detroit. Kind of ironic the way the Tigers have handled the Indians the past several seasons. Not so this year, and the Indians wrapped up their first Central Division title since 2007 with a convincing win on Monday night in Detroit. And we had a chance to be down in the Indians' clubhouse for the celebration. And as you can imagine, what a great scene it was. As uh, Tom Hamilton threw it downstairs where I was standing by with Indians manager Terry Franconi coming over shortly as uh, we got things started for the postgame celebration. We're back here in Detroit. The Indians have won the American League Central Division Championship, beating Detroit tonight 7-4. to Let's go downstairs to the celebration in the Tribe Clubhouse. Here's Jim Rosenhouse. Well, thank you, Tom. And as expected, players just making their way in here now. And uh, the corks haven't quite started popping yet, but they're getting close. Everyone getting their goggles on to be ready. And they have their made-for-October championship T-shirts on, celebrating the American League Central Division champions. And we will get some players and uh, hopefully manager Terry Francona as, uh, as soon as they're ready to go. But right now they're inside, starting to get things going. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, I think a lot of emotion coming out on the field. And uh, here's Indians manager Terry Francona. Tito, I know you, they always talk about this being the journey, and uh, this was a particularly long and winding road, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, but we made it. And it. it I, mean, I don't know where to start. I know you're supposed to, but we're going to let them enjoy it because they deserve to enjoy everybody. Deserves to enjoy this because it's not easy.
1: The feeling in that dugout as the ninth inning's playing out. What is that like from your perspective?
2: It's so hard to explain. Um, it's almost agony. You know, I mean, I don't know how the players felt, but I was nervous, as you know, and then you get the anticipation. But it's just a lot of thoughts. You know, the culmination because you know how much hard work everybody has put into this.
1: I saw a hug with your longtime bench coach, Brad Mills. You guys have been through this before, but it's, it's always the same, isn't it, when well, you get to and, this
2: point? And to have him standing next to me during that is makes it more special because we have been through it all since college. And to be able to share that with him probably is, is more meaningful than probably anything.
1: And I know you didn't want to, to really think about it too much before tonight's game. Obviously, you know it's coming how important is it now for these guys to enjoy the heck out of this?
2: They're, they're, they 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 earned that right. They need to let it fly, and they deserve it. I might be in there right with them. Everybody deserves it tonight.
1: Go get them,
3: Tito. Thank you.
1: That's Terry Francona, Indians manager. And, uh, again, he has been through this before with Boston and with others. And uh, now the corks are popping, as you can probably hear in the background. And uh, it's about to get wet. It's about to get crazy. And, uh, I think, as Tito mentioned, a lot of pent-up emotion, the hard work that you put in over the course of the season, and this is that chance to just let it go. And and a lot of people obviously deserving the coaching staff, letting the players have at it for a little bit before they go in there and and participate as well. And a lot of members of the front office down here as well. So just a, a great scene similar to what they had in 2013, the last time they made the playoffs when the celebration was in Minneapolis. This one in Detroit where it has not been easy the past several years but this year, big reason why they're doing this now is their success against the Detroit Tigers. Amazing to go 14-2 and two against a team as good as Detroit. A team with an unlimited budget. I mean, a payroll of over $200 million and And a team that really dominated the Indians for three years and in a lot of ways intimidated the Indians. And as Mike Napoli said, the first time they played the Tigers, he got told, yeah, this club has really had its way with us almost to the point where sometimes you wonder if we can beat them. And Napoli's quote was, they haven't done anything to me. I don't care what they've done the last three years. And that attitude from Mike Napoli kind of rubbed off on everybody. Who cares what's happened in the past? Time We have Chris Antonetti with us, Indians president of baseball operations. Chris, you haven't gone in yet, but, hey, I know for you, uh, Terry talked about the fulfillment for
3: you. Uh, how, how satisfying is this when you see this? It's incredibly fulfilling to see what these guys have overcome throughout the course of the year to get to this point. It's awesome to see in a really collective organizational success. These guys and Tito and the coaching staff deserve a ton of credit. So uh, it's just really fun to watch. Get on in there. Well,
1: there was no choice. Jan Gomes just picked up Chris Santinetti and brought him into the mess, and there goes another one, gone. So it, let's see who else Sandy Alomar, hey, you've been here for a bunch of these, uh, both as a player and now as a coach. And, uh, Sandy, this never gets old, does it?
2: Never gets old. you got to take these are like uh, special opportunities, and uh,
4: it's, it's,
2: it's a real moment for us because, you know, in 2013 we made you know, a great run, and then we, 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 we were in the wild card, but now we are we a are division champion. That's more important.
1: And one of your guys was huge tonight, Roberto Perez, uh, I know you've worked awfully hard with, came up with a huge game.
2: Well, Roberto Perez, you know, he, he came in, we had to rush him a little bit because uh, the injury of Jan Gomes. But uh, as the season went along, he got he got much better. He got more. <laughs> I can hardly talk. My eyes are burning, but <laughs> uh, you got goggles on. Come on. I do, but he still goes underneath. But I think he did a remarkable job after he kind of settled down a little bit, with defensively and offensively. Sandy, thank you. You're welcome.
1: And we'll keep it rolling here. Rajay Davis is with us. Rajay, uh, last couple of years with the Detroit Tigers. Now you're celebrating a championship in this ballpark. Uh, the thoughts for you on, on what's going on here tonight.
5: Well, definitely. Uh, we worked so hard, uh, you know. starting in spring training, we, we knew we had, we knew we had the talent. We knew we had, we had uh, all the uh, the tools, the, the the ability to get 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 a job done. And uh, when you look at today, you know, this is just the beginning. You know, with, uh, it's nice that we can go out there, and we can put on our made for October sh- t-shirts, and um, you know, get ready for playoffs.
1: And for you. Personally, a huge year in terms of stolen bases. You're going to win a crown, but I know when you're looking at teams, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about what it can mean team-wise. And what was it about the Indians that set them apart this off-season?
5: Well, I mean, Indians had everything um, already lined up. You know, just had they just had a young, a lot of young talent that just maybe needed a little, um, you know, direction a little bit. Um, And I think it, it, uh, you know, with uh, the coaching staff with uh, Tito just his, uh, you know, his brilliance and, um, you know, what Mike Napoli has been able to bring as far as experience, and even what Coco has been been able to bring with his experience in the playoff, I think it's going to pay huge dividends for us.
1: And they talk about using an entire 40-man roster. It seems like this club did that.
5: Oh, we did definitely that. I mean, that's a that's tribute to uh, Tito. I mean, he said in, in in spring training that, you know, we last year, uh, the year before, they they had to use a lot of guys and. And this year, they're, you know, they're, if they needed to, they would they would use whatever they needed to, um, and uh, he, he's shown he 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 he, uh, he did that.
1: You were a big part of that. Enjoy the night.
5: Oh yes, we're gonna
1: celebrate now. Rache Davis, Indians outfielder, having a whale of a year, and it's not done yet. Tom, we're gonna venture on inside here, and I'll try and grab some others. Good but, luck. Uh, just yeah, I, as you can tell from Sandy Alomar, he has the goggles on, and the stuff still gets under, but. Uh, it's quite a scene down here, as you can imagine, a lot of folks down here and enjoying it. And, actually, uh, you know what, I'll keep it right here because we have Indians owner Paul Dolan with us. Paul, you're it supposed to wear like, goggles, not it glasses. It's
3: like Jim Rosenhaus.
6: <laughs> i can not sure I can see anything like that. Uh,
3: uh. I thought you said you were going to try and stay on the periphery this year. I,
6: I, I was until Tito grabbed me and dragged me in. Uh, uh, so I, I guess I'm get a little soaked right now. But it's uh, very, very sweet. So it's uh, it's been a very, very exciting run, and we're pretty thrilled where we are right now.
1: And anytime you're in this position, obviously it's a special club. But this one, I know that they've been through a lot. You have to be awfully proud of what you've seen out no
0: there. No question. Yeah, you
6: know, all year long. The resilience of this team was phenomenal, uh, you know, up and down the lineup. And, we, you know, t- t- tonight's game was just a typical example of that. You know, caliber goes down and everybody steps up. Uh, the team steps up. It was just phenomenal.
1: There's no Jason Giambi's in here to pick you up and whirl you around, are there? Uh,
6: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try to keep my feet on the ground this time at least.
1: Hopefully we'll be able to do this more.
6: Exactly. This is the first round.
1: Thank you, Paul. Thank That's Paul Dolan, Indians owner. And uh, the fun continues here. We'll try and grab some players as we go. But, uh, Tom, I know you've been down here for these in the past. And as much as anything else, it just, I don't know if it, relief would not be the right word. But I think there's some of that over the course of the long haul when you finally do wrap it up. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh It's such a – it is such a monumental journey. And considering everything that this club has gone through, and I think the easy thing is for people from the outside to say, oh, you have a seven-game lead, this thing is over. And we've seen too many goofy things happen in baseball, including the Indians 11 years ago. And uh, I think the great thing about this ball club is you never saw them panic this year when things went wrong, which is why they never lost more than three in a row. And yet they never got full of themselves even when they had the 14-game win streak. Yeah, big key was the bullpen. We have Brian Shaw who was out there tonight. How about this? We had you on the pregame show and now on the postgame show. Brian, a nice work out there tonight. And uh, you came in maybe a little bit earlier than normal, but is there really
3: a normal anymore with the tri-bullpen? No, not at all. You know, uh, we're, we're ready down there whenever we're called upon, you know, uh, whether it's the first or the ninth. So, you know, we're ready to go. And, uh, you know, obviously we're just happy we got the W today, you know, get a clinch, you a little uh, – a little kind of so a uh, little monkey off the back going into the last couple games and you are know, ready to go.
1: All right, that's all well and good. Let's talk strategy about what you're supposed to do in here right now. You have a bottle uh, with you to spray and another one at the ready. Is
3: that the key? Just always be uh, prepared. Absolutely. You know uh, we're gonna run out eventually, so you got to stockpile as many as you can so uh, you're the last one to have them, and then uh, you know when that happens, you know you're ready to go. <laughs>
1: Comes from experience, Tom. This guy's been through it a couple of times, once with Arizona, now twice with the Tribe. He knows what he's doing. Well, and again, I hear people say, well, why do they celebrate and wait until you win a World Series? I mean, there's only one team then that gets to do this. If you can't enjoy these moments, they're too difficult to come by. And I think maybe we got spoiled in the 90s thinking it would happen every year. It's been nine years, Rosie. You you, you better enjoy the moment. Well, they certainly are doing that. There's no question about that. And uh, they look like a bunch of drowned rats. And uh, here's Coco Crisp. And, and Tom, I know we talked so much about the acquisitions over the course of the season. One of the very last to get here made a big contribution tonight, Coco Crisp, with the home run early. And, uh, Coco, obviously you come over here. You want to do something to contribute. You couldn't have come up bigger than you did tonight.
5: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's just uh it's fun to be in an environment, a winning environment, and be here with these guys that's been doing it all year. Um, I'm very fortunate to uh, to have been traded over here into a, a wonderful situation, and I'm, uh, I'm having a ball, uh, enjoying tonight, celebrating with these guys. Does it mean more being traded here because of your past history coming
1: up for the first time to the major leagues with the Indians many years ago? For sure. I have a great
5: history here in the past and came up with a great group of guys then, and we. Didn't have the opportunity while I was here to, to do something this special. We came close once, and to be back here with the organization that I did uh, break into the league with, and to have this happen, is, is, is a storybook.
1: That's baseball, isn't it? You just can never can tell.
5: <laughs> never can tell. That's true.
1: All right, Coco, enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah, Coco Crisp, uh, Andrew Miller, so many of those who were joining this team after the season had begun, and and, uh, we're going to get to it with Chris Antonetti before he was swept away and and into the fray, but really, Tommy, you know, you talk about using a 40-man roster for the Indians, it was more than that because of the acquisitions that they made over the course of the season. Yeah, no question, and and it'll be interesting to see the postseason roster now because they'll firmly talk about it now, they have been in the planning stages, they've been discussing it, but... Everyone was reluctant to go too deep into it until it was official. It's almost you don't want to jinx it, even though there's no such thing. But, you know, they'll be openly discussing it now, and uh, I think a lot will have to go into the situation with Corey Kluber as well. Well, we'll hope uh, to get an update on that maybe before we leave the air. But uh, first, the fun stuff down here. Roberto Perez has joined us. And, uh, Roberto, a huge night for you. Uh, you've had this uh, full-time catching job for a while now, and, and have done wonderfully behind the plate. And you've come on at the plate in a huge night tonight. Uh, what does it mean to you to be able to contribute at the plate as well as behind the plate on a night like tonight?
3: It means a lot, man. I, these guys are awesome, man. Uh, they, they made me feel when I came up from surgery. They made me feel. They made me feel like I, I was home. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just so happy to contribute to this team, and I'm just, I'm just really excited right now.
1: Well, you should enjoy it because you are a huge part of the win tonight. Thanks so much for coming by, Roberto. Bye. Have fun. And uh, now we're going to try and grab Mike Napoli if we can. Mike, you've been down this road a bunch of times. I believe this is your eighth. Uh, postseason now that you'll be heading to, and uh, when you look at, you had a decision to make in the offseason to come here, and, and you said that you liked a lot of the things the Indians were doing. What was it that, that drew you here, and, and now has happened over the course of the season?
4: Uh, I mean, uh, I think the opportunity to be able to play, you know, every day, looking at the, you know, the roster with our, our pitching staff, uh, you know, some key guys in, in the lineup, you know, just coming here, and, and uh, you know, I envisioned us being able to, you know. Play good ball every day, and uh, you know, accomplish this. You know, I envision this, and you know, you still got to go out there and play. But we came together as a team. You know, spring training. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> where's your goggles? You need goggles.
4: No goggles. Uh, you got to feel the burn. That's what it's all about. Okay. You know, so, right. Fair um, no, but you know. It, it took time for us to come together, you know, get to know each other and mesh, you know, as, as a team is one. And, uh, you know, in this clubhouse, there's, there's not just one individual. It's all of us doing it together, and uh, that's what the the fun part is. A lot of people have given you credit for what you've meant to them off the field.
1: As a veteran coming to a new situation, that doesn't seem to be the easiest thing in the world to, to establish yourself as. How difficult is it?
4: Uh, I mean, it's I'm just being myself, you know. I, uh, I've been on a lot of teams in, in – uh, I know when when people come together and, and care about each other and, and uh, lean on each other, um, that's what it takes because you can't have a bunch of individuals trying to do you know their own thing. But uh, we came together as a team, and, and you know I try to do that, bring everyone together, and, and try to let them know that if, if we stick together, we'll be able to do things like this, and uh, you know we were able to do it.
1: Career highs and home runs and RBIs—a career year for you, but.
4: Does it have to include this
1: to, to really have that good meaning for you?
4: Absolutely. You know, I mean, I tell everyone in this clubhouse, it's not it's not about my numbers or anything. It's about winning. Um, you know, it's not about me going out there trying to, you know, put up big numbers. It's just having everyone come together and do it together. You know, I can't have a year that I have without my teammates. You know, it's, uh, you know, for them guys getting on base, you know, picking me up when, when I don't get the job done, it's just uh, it's something special. And, 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 you know, I wouldn't be able to do it without them
1: this wouldn't be the ultimate party at napolis because there's still potentially more to go but pretty good one here tonight
4: yeah i mean this is the first step and you know we got to enjoy this you know there's a lot of guys in here that's never done this before and uh you know once you get a little taste of this you know it's, it never gets old and, and i've been part of it, a lot of it and uh, you know i still have that same feeling uh as i did from from the first time so um you know this is a good taste uh, for everybody so we can you know look at at the next step but uh you know we got to Still still stick together and, and, uh, you know, try to accomplish more.
1: All right, Mike, go back in there. Feel the burn.
4: All right, baby. (laughs) That's Mike Napoli. And, Tom, I know you've seen him
1: down through the years, what a player of his veteran status can mean to a ball club. My goodness, I don't know if there's been anyone better who's come in on short notice and and on a one-year deal who's made as big an impact. No, you better give maybe a partial share to Dustin Pedroia, even though he's going to get one in Boston. He's the one kept calling Terry Francona all winter long saying you must sign Mike Napoli. They were good friends and teammates in Boston. And Tito says there's no player that he respects more, thinks more of than Dustin Pedroia, who did a great sales job. And uh, the Indians did their homework, and Mike Napoli had that sleep apnea, the surgery to recorrect the jaw. And it's resulted in him being able to sleep at nights. And now the best season of his career and, and a guy that you want Come crunch time! I think he saw you saw that tonight. He got that big sacrifice fly in the fifth inning to make it a four to two ball game. Seems little, but uh, big at the time. And uh, now we're joined by Cody Allen, Indians closer. Cody, I'm, I imagine when you're in your position as a closer in the big leagues, being out there for the ninth inning, any game is big, but a game like this has to be huge. What was it like out there yeah,
3: for you? It was an unbelievable feeling. You know, the score could have been, you know, we could have been up ten runs. You know, it's an exciting time to be out there, knowing that. On the verge of something special, and uh, to do it with these guys, you know, the, these, you know, this group that we have here is an unbelievable group. You know, a lot of the, a lot of us we've been together for a few years now, and uh, it's just it's a special feeling you can't describe. And for you as part of this bullpen that's been become so dominant and such a big part of this team, and everyone, each one of you had a chance to be out there tonight. Pretty special. It was very special. You know, I mean, there's been a few guys that haven't given you know, as much credit as they deserve, like Brian Shaw and Dan Otero. Um, you know, Dan has had an unbelievable year, and he hasn't gotten the credit he deserves. But, you know, those guys went out there and set the table, and our offense was able to score some runs late. And, you know, we just we, – we want a good baseball game. And sometimes this time of year, relievers are gassed, but it doesn't seem like this pen is. It seems like you guys have, have had the proper rest and are
1: ready for more.
3: You know what? Uh, you know, there's, these guys here, they work extremely hard to be, you know – at their best every single day, whether that's in April, May, or September, October. So, you know, we're going to do everything we can to to be ready every single night and have our best stuff and, you know, just go compete. All right, Cody, thanks. No problem, Rose, thanks. That's Indians closer Cody Allen picked up the final outs in this one, the
1: last three that can sometimes be so difficult to get, but he made it non-suspenseful. And that did it for our post-game celebration coverage from the Indians clubhouse on Monday night kind of appropriate that Cody Allen would wrap things up as he is the tribe closer and uh, obviously a great scene down there. The Indians enjoying it thoroughly as they should. An outstanding regular season for this ball club and now they are prepping for the playoffs against most likely if the season were to have ended after Friday night they would play the Boston Red Sox in the first round the American League Division Series with home field at Fenway Park for the Red Sox. Well, stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with Rajay Davis, who is closing in on an American League stolen base crown. That's next as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Indians radio network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. A lot of great stories on this year's Cleveland Indians ball club, and certainly Rajay Davis would be near the top of that list for his contributions to this team coming in. On a one-year contract at the age of 35, having one of his best seasons in the major leagues. And for the first time in a 10-year major league career, he will win a stolen base crown. He's had better numbers in terms of stealing bases. A 50 stolen base season, a couple of times 46 but never has he led his league in steals. He will this year. He has 42 stolen bases, his next closest pursuer. Gerard Dyson of the Royals has 29. So it is a lock for Rajay Davis to win the stolen base crown. And we had a chance to visit with him on Friday. And I asked him what it means to him to lead a league in stolen bases for the first time in his long major league career.
5: Well, it's something I always set out to uh, you know be the best Base dealer in the league every year. Um, uh, Fortunately enough, it, it kind of worked out this year. You know, just uh, giving them the right opportunity, um, and just, uh, you know, just taking advantage of those opportunities. You know, really not, really running wild, but really running conservative and um, you know, running smart.
1: And you mentioned that, and, and obviously. You have to be in the right situation, and, and could you have foreseen the way it would work out here in Cleveland when, when you signed in the offseason that you would get those opportunities?
5: No, I mean that. Um, Tito told me though that I would I would play a lot. You know, I didn't I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how, how much is a lot. You know, how many bats is a lot. But um, he's definitely kept his word, and I'm I'm, I'm thankful uh, for the opportunity he's given me to uh, help us win. And.
1: The team has to play a certain style, I would think, too. The last couple of years, you've been with with a tiger ball club that didn't run a whole lot. I'd imagine there were certain situations there where it didn't make sense to run too much with with some of the power that they have. But has this been the right fit? The way this team goes about it offensively?
5: Well, absolutely. I mean, dude, this is a, this is a team that's um, we've been successful because we've been putting a lot of pressure on defense. Uh, we've, we've stolen, I believe, the most most um, bases in the league, um, and that's giving guys behind. Uh, better pitcher to hit because you know it's taking away a little bit of the pitchers focus um, um, and so if you could take a little bit away you know they're gonna leave pitches uh, um, over the middle you know and um in good spot for our, our hitters to, to hit and, and that seems like uh... we've been able to take advantage of that um, and, and, and really score a lot more runs
1: well Rajay, congratulations on an outstanding year i know it's probably been a long time coming for you to, to win a stolen base crown looks like that'll happen come sunday and thanks a lot for coming by
5: oh thanks thanks for having me
1: that's rajay davis a very proud ball player who has had an outstanding season at the age of 35 and he's part of a division titleist, the cleveland indians and looking for big things in postseason which is now right around the corner stay with us when we come back it's the weekly farm report with carter hawkins the indians director of player development next on the indians radio network Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians are playing the Royals this weekend in their final series of the regular season. As always, we visit with Carter Hawkins, the Indians director of player development. And uh, this week, our final show of the regular season with Carter. And uh, certainly from a player development standpoint, a good year for the Indians farm system. And uh, we put it to Carter asking him, about the contributions that his department made to a big league club that has won a division title and uh, maybe more reinforcements needed from the minor leagues this year than in recent seasons?
6: Well, Rosie, I I definitely think that's the case. And it's not just our department, but our scouting department and and everybody that supports us from our analytics guys to our baseball operations guys, you know, as well. It's truly a team effort. But, you know, as you mentioned, you know, just look at that major league roster right now. You look at the guys that are – You know, the key cornerstones in helping us get to where we got this year up to this point, you know, most of those guys were, were people that came up through our system, whether that's through international free agency, whether that be through the draft. So being with our, our player development staff on a Monday night, sitting in our complex in Goodyear, watching the game with 25 guys. We have Bob Mayer from our amateur scouting department visiting us that night too, and then seeing him watch that clinch and. Knowing how many nights that you know he had been driving through you know the hills of Pennsylvania and North Carolina going to try to find the next Cody Allen or next Kyle Crockett, knowing how much time you know Ruben Yablonek or Tom Wiedenbauer has spent away from their families over the course of the last few years trying to, to make sure that we're maximizing the potential of all these players, just seeing that collective sacrifice you know come to fruition, uh, it was pretty pretty special and. You know, we're far from done, of course. You know, we have a lot, a long way to go here, hopefully this year. Um, but it was a definitely a, a defining moment for me, um, just in terms of how special a group we have. And like just said, it's more than that 25 guys. It's All those people around them that are helping support this success up to this point.
1: You mentioned to get right back at it with Instructional League. For fans who don't know it, explain which players are involved in the Instructional League and what you try to get out of that. in in what is a postseason league from the regular minor league season
6: yeah so basically this is an an orientation type program for our young players our first year players in addition to some of our other guys that have only been in the system for for a few years so it's an opportunity for us to remove them from that real competitive environment think about a player that just gets drafted he's sitting on his couch watching the draft on nlb.com all of a sudden You know, A couple days later, he's on a bus in Mahoney Valley playing every single day for three months. It can be a whirlwind, and the guys can really lose um, the forest through the trees at that point or can't see the forest through the trees at that point. So it's an opportunity for us to get these guys out here for three weeks. We do have some games that they're playing in, but really it's an educational, orientational type experience for them to really build that foundation of being a professional, of being a Cleveland Indian, getting uh, some exposure to our coaches, getting some exposure to our facility here in Goodyear. And hopefully as a result of that, uh, guys will have a lot firmer base to jump off of uh, when they get here in spring training next March.
1: Well, that is a great way to finish our last show of the regular season. I'm sure we'll check in from time to time on Tribe Talk during the offseason. But, Carter, is always, uh, always appreciate the updates from you and, and the insight on some of the best and the brightest in the Indians minor league system. Thanks so much for the time all season long.
6: Rosie, it's been an absolute pleasure.
1: That's Carter Hawkins, the Indians Director of Player Development. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. We will join you next week. We don't know where we're going to be. Most likely back home in Cleveland after the Indians take on uh, the Boston Red Sox, most likely at Fenway Park in the first two games of the American League Division Series. But we will have a show for you as we do every week year-round on Tribe Talk, and uh, it'll be a playoff edition, which is exciting for the first time in a couple of seasons. So we'll look forward to that next weekend. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians radio network. Cody Allen's ready. Into the line, the 1-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. Ball game. And once again, Cleveland. You will have an October to remember the Indians for the eighth time American League Central Division champs, their first division title in nine years, and the mobbing goes on out at short.